Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who died in Nam. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? Cody, I am so glad you asked that. And you know, I'm so glad that we live in a country where you can have the freedom to ask such mm-hmm. a question. All right. Where you don't have to worry on this platform about Zuck or Lawn <laughs> or or their moms. Or their moms coming in and censoring. <laughs> that's the apparently your, that's the big hurdle. <laughs> in, you don't have to worry about your mom coming in and censoring your opinion on this. If I'm 50 years old and my mom comes in and says, hey, you can't fight your friend for money. I just, what's even the point? What's the point of being a billionaire if there's someone in your life that can say, you're not allowed to fight this man on television? Oh, Cody, but they're not friends. That's the thing. It's personal now. Here's the thing that I find most wild. The Coliseum has been officially offered. The Roman Coliseum (laughs) has been offered for this battle to the death. All right. Yeah. Not the one in California, the one in Rome, in Italy, in the old world. You know, they ne- did they ever go there in the Indiana Jones movie? That's the question, because, Cody, we're talking about Indiana Jones and the oh, dial yeah. of destiny. There's no colons. Yeah, There's forgot. no hyphens. There's no apostrophes. This movie knows what it is, and it ain't about any of that in any of that liberal you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, what is it? SJW <laughs> pronoun stuff having, you know, it's just a title of a movie, right? They don't worry about none of that. This is a movie about this a is, man who's worried about one thing, one Nazis. Thing. And if they're around <laughs> and you know what? Ooh, they're around my guy. You know what? I'm just going to, you know what? This is a good segue. I'm going to summarize the movie for you. <gasps> Indiana yes. Jones, we're back in the day. He's still fighting the Nazis because we're back in the day. Fast forward, it's in the future. Uh-oh, are there more Nazis? There might be a blast from the past, a relic, a MacGuffin. We got to go on the adventure because otherwise, ooh, Nazis. You got to stop the Nazis. Got it. Look, if you're about to retire, press pause because there's Nazis to stop. That's the movie. There's always a more Nazi Nazi, you know? That's oh, yeah. what Just they say in thought, Star Wars. I really think it's over. There's <laughs> always a bigger Nazi. There's always a bigger Nazi. That's what, you know. It's what uh, Tyler, um, how'd you like this one? What's your little quick take on it? I'm so excited oh. for this because I know for a fact, Cody, I know how you felt about this. You haven't told me about it, but I know. I know you. I know your liberal SJW <laughs> pronoun haven't. Cody, do you deny that you have pronouns that you prefer? I guess. I've been applying for jobs. <laughs> Sometimes they have the option to. I'm like, I don't even care to put my pronoun. Like, why Why does it need to be my job application? I don't know. But <laughs> one time they made me put them in. And I, I, like, rolled my eyes. I was like, this is so much more work. Like, I know I already have to answer 20 questions. But, you know, for whatever reason, when you ask me, when you make me put my pronouns, I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's a whole other question to think about. So, anyway... You know, I'll to quote a woman I knew from the South. Call me whatever you like, as long as it's not late for dinner. Yeah. Oh, that's good. 
It's that good old timey Southern saying. I I have a whole page in my notebook, uh, my diary from back in the day of all the things she said. This is good. It's busier than a cat on a hot tin roof. Um, busier than a one-armed paper hanger. That's a good one. Uh, now here's the thing: the one-armed paper hanger one. I don't know about that one. That one feels like that one's gonna get you. Like you're gonna be running for office, and this is gonna come back to bite you. You know, we might. I might need to make a note to bleep that one just to be safe. Just just to cover all the bases. Uh, that's also one that, depending on what word you bleep out, could make it sound oh so bad. Ooh. That one will go right into the slur vaults. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, my favorite edits are when I bleep a very strategic word that makes it sound like you do say something so much worse. And they are. Yeah. You can act all offended and whatnot, but you do bust out laughing whenever I show you the edits. So, you know. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get back to it, you know? So, uh, did you like the movie? You did. I'm, I did. did. I liked this movie. Right. I thought this was I. OK. Um, I don't I think it's not the worst one. And I think you'll be surprised. I'll save it to the end when we're grading it, where I would rank it in the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. All right. Save it till then. But it's I'll, not the bottom. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This movie left me so confused because there's a lot of good stuff. And there's a couple things that I'm like. Did I like it? I don't know. So I think your job today is to win me over. Get me on the get me on the right side of history here, Tyler. Once we dive into it, I need you to bring me over to the light side of the force and uh, teach me your ways. Cody, you're out here. You're confused. Okay. I'm saying I'm open. I'm saying tell me the tale of Darth Tyrannus or whatever his name is and just... It's not a tale the Jedi would tell you, Cody. That's uh. <laughs> what you don't understand. Yeah. Cody, what you don't understand, what they do is they intro, they invert their entropy that allows the. So they're not really going back in time, Cody. They're perceiving time. They're moving back. So it's like they're going this way while you're going that way. But they're going forward and you're going forward. You're just going forward in different directions. Okay. That. This is Tenet all over again. That's the joke. But I think you were so lost in Tenet (laughs) that you don't understand that I'm referencing Tenet. Oh, you're going to tell me that I saw Tenet twice and now I understand it. It takes at least five viewings, all right, to get that movie down. I've never felt smarter in my life than walking out of Tenet after the first viewing, fully wrapping my head around the story and having (laughs) everyone else be like, what just happened? I you know feel what's crazy is super there's a new level. Chris Nolan movie out this summer, and it's not one of like the mind bend ones. It's like man makes bomb. So I'm very curious, you know, because it's not like a memento or an inception or an interstellar or a tenet where it's like, ooh, look at this heady concept we got going to base our action set pieces on. This one is man wants to blow stuff up. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be interesting. Here's the real important question. That every man's got to ask himself. Every man, woman, and everything in between. Got to ask themselves, dog, cat, flea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. To, I don't know. I don't know what else would be on a spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
are you going to go see Barbenheimer or are you going to be a coward and just go see Dude, Oppenheimer or just go I'm see so, Barbie? I'm so ready for Barbenheimer. And then I brought it up the other day and Bailey like doesn't even care to see Oppenheimer. She's like, you should go see that with some of our other friends. And I'm just like, it's a Chris, it's the first Chris Nolan movie with a nudity rating. I mean, I got to find out who's naked in this movie. Is it killing Murphy's butt? I hope it's killing Murphy's butt, but there's, I mean, there's a wide range of cast in that movie. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking? Front parts, back parts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This man's made like a dozen movies and I don't, I'm, I've seen just about all of them and I don't know that there's nudity in any of them except for maybe that one with the serial killer, but, uh, that might just be a dead body. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the, there's going to be sexualized nudity in this movie about an atom bomb. Does the bomb blow off everyone's clothes? Is that, I got questions. All right. I got, I have to know. And Bailey doesn't care to find out with me. And that really, you know, breaks my heart. I would love to do Barbenheimer. Uh, you know, I would love to do it. I don't think I'll, you know, maybe I'll get Bailey to see Barbie with me in the evening and I'll see Oppenheimer in the day or something. Maybe I can do it with two different groups or I, you know, I had to figure it out. Problem is, everyone in my life is more excited for Barbie than Oppenheimer, which is fair, but I'm still a Chris Nolan fan, you know, and I like the IMAX movies. So, you know, I'm equally excited for both. Greta Gerwig is my girl. You know, I got claim on Greta Gerwig. I've seen the Greta Gerwig movies and everyone else is out here. They're like, Little Women was good. I'm like, have you seen Francis Ha? If you haven't, you're not living. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, I get you. But have you seen Promise all the, the Barbie women? movies? That's a good movie. I haven't seen a darn one, but I've heard only good things about them. All See, right? look, here's the crazy thing that I found. That I'm just going to drop a little tidbit on you before we move on from the Barbenheimer uh, saga here. Yeah. Same budget. Barbie and Oppenheimer have the same budget? Yes, sir. That's a fat budget then for Barbie. Okay. Guess the budget. Right? I'll tell you, it's... Less than half of the Indiana Jones budget. Oh, okay. Hold on then. What's our, are we talking 80 million? No, not that. More? That's crazy. Crazy person. You are an insane person, Cody. Coming out here with 80 million dollars. More? 120? 20 million. Uh, they made Oppenheimer for 20 million dollars? No. You're going the wrong way. It's you gotta go up here. Cody. You gotta go up, right? Why don't you tell me what down? the budget is? The budget says here I've got a hundred million U.S. dollars listed. Wow. All right. There's nothing, no sources cited, but you know, that's never stopped me from throwing this information out there before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's all I know. So they were both made for the same budget. They're both coming out on the same day. This is the same one movie. One is in black and white, and one is in pink. It's the same movie. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm figuring out. Also, would you say one is in black and white? Yeah. I thought Oppenheimer is black and white. Or there are just scenes that are black and white. There are scenes that are black and white. I feel like they released some trailers early days that were like just in black and white. Yeah. Am I crazy? I think so when he's trying, when it's like a recreation of an old timey, like shot of Oppenheimer, like a real 
Mm. Yeah. Piece of picture or video, then it's black and white, but the movie uh, as a whole uh, is a uh, color. I'm looking at the trailer. I can't confirm. It's definitely in color. There you go. But you're going to send me out here one of these crappy Boston IMAX screens. Yep. Tyler, you're welcome back here in Kansas City anytime you like. Cody, if I could, I would come back the there just to watch open. this movie. All right, because this, I'm, you know. Tyler, are you going to come do Barbenheimer with me? What I else you got going to. on? I mean, no, here's what I got going on. Not having the, the several hundred dollars for the plane ticket. That's what I've, that's the main uh, obstacle that I'm encountering uh, on a daily basis. And it is a bummer. I'll tell you this right now, Tyler. You're more likely to see Barbenheimer if you fly here to do it than if you try to do it there. You and I both know that's true. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know. Tiffany's on board for Barbenheimer, so. Wow, but that's I'm look. It's a, it's Satan's rating. Barbara uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, she don't care no more. Wow, we did it. Nobody though. uh, (laughs) Don't put it out on a podcast. No one listens to a podcast. Oh man, there's at least three people that listen to these, dude. Yeah, but that shows some respect. Let's let's talk about the hurdles that this uh, this podcast. You've got to get. I have to combine your audio has to come out audible. And usable for first of all, which we all both oh, know that's not happening. Yeah, that's definitely not happening. Uh, Second off, I'm watching my levels and they look rough, dude. <laughs> they look really bad. So you, I have to not accidentally delete my audio. Your audio has to be usable. You have to export the entire length of your audio file. No, I, I have, have to combine them, and then we have to publish them. That's a lot of hurdles. From now that's a lot of steps. Hmm. You know, that's yeah. a. I'm I'm drifting so much further and further away from my microphone. I'm realizing <laughs> like I can see mm-hmm. my levels dropping down. So I'm just going to adjust here. You know, do you, so before we get into spoilers about the movie that we actually went to go see, and I actually have a lot to talk about. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about Andy Barbenheimer? Oh, no, I don't. I mean, yeah, no, I think we need to get all the way into it. Cause I have, I have a lot of thoughts and, uh, I need your help. This is not one Bailey saw with me, so I'm really counting on you to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to I have explain all your notes. To talk to you. about. Yeah, please. Well, you know, I will say this is the first movie in a while that we got there on time for and got to see the trailers beforehand. Usually, we're walking Ooh. a solid three to five minutes into the movie. Yep, I've been doing that. Oh, because the IMAX theaters here, thirty minutes of trailers, and then the non-IMAX ones. 20 minutes of trailers. So I have boned myself like three times in the last two months where I've showed up to a theater that was just like a small theater. I'm like, Oh, I missed the first three minutes of this movie. Missed the first three minutes of transformers. Missed the first two minutes of asteroid city. Missed the first two minutes. Uh, Oh, there's another one. There's a few. All right. Anyway, I'm good to go. All right. Cody, I need you to just hop up. Oh, stumped him. Hop on my tuk tuk here it's not what they're called in in that place but that's what they are you know what i'm saying yeah hop in my tuk tuk cody cody slink your way into my tuk tuk all right get in there all right you gotta lean with the turns okay it's an underpowered moped okay we're gonna get there we're gonna get to spoiler town usa now cody we're here. Yeah. We're in Spoiler Town. 
USA, mm-hmm. which we all know is in Greece. Yes. Uh, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, because the grease from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <gasps> Boom. Got him, Cody. That's, oh, you didn't see it coming. It came it. from nowhere. Oh. I brought it back around. All right. We're still in the U.S. It's fine. We're not going anywhere. All right. I'm not an insane, crazy person that wants to leave the United States. Right. Yeah. No matter how bad it gets here, Cody, this is still America. This is still the country that produced Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller Bridge. Is she probably <laughs> British? She's yes. 100% British. <laughs> but that I'm claiming her right now. Uh, all right. We pr- we're responsible uh, yeah. for her. Okay. Would Britain exist without the United States? Ask yourself that. Right. That's a great question. It, it definitely wouldn't be what it is today. You know? Cody, think about that next time you question, you know. It's like your friend who has a breakup and becomes like a wholly destroyed person afterwards. That's Britain right now. Yeah. 200 years ago when we had our big breakup, Britain lost its way, lost its soul. What good has it done since then? Its empire has a collapsed. You know what I'm saying? Let's Our talk empire about, is still kind of around, sort of. Let's talk about Britain for a second here. Just they got that old school empire. That model's dead, all right? We're the dead. new school empire where we don't admit we're an empire, but we do all the stuff that empires do, all right? Yeah, we've diversified. We've like embraced, a cool guy. We've embraced the web 4.0, okay, to build our <laughs> empire, okay? Uh, here's the real thing, Cody. Here's if you if you ever question how's Britain doing how how how's them British Isles faring after the breakup? Mm-hmm. They left the co- the group of countries that they helped found for the lols, Cody. Mm-hmm. There was a yep. survey when they did Brexit, and like something like somewhere between fifty and seventy percent of the people who voted. Yes, leave the EU, did it as a joke because they thought there was no (laughs) chance that it would pass. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It it passed because so many people jokingly voted for it to pass. Let that sink in for a second. It would be like if Missouri was like, should we just leave the United States? That would be hilarious. It's so insane. It's like, you know what? Maybe you guys need to go. Maybe. You know, you may not like King Charles, but maybe the, you know, maybe the nobility was onto something here by not letting the peasants vote there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yep. The poors, as I call them. The poors. I feel like peasants is more derogatory. Serfs. Can we call them serfs? That's kind of like calling them slaves. Serfs is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there you go. Anyway, do you want to start or do you want to? I don't know. It's so tough because it's like, I don't want you to yell at me. So, you know, I don't know. It's like, I'll I'll start. I'll first. start if you want me to. I'll start, you know, <laughs> okay. I'll start because I got yep. some stuff. I got some stuff Please to talk do. about. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right, here we go. All right, Cody, here's the thing. Let me, let's talk about the big ticket item in this movie. And that is the <laughs> de-aging. Okay. It's the, it's the uh, thing on everybody's minds. Yes. It's what everybody's, yes. you can't talk Cody. This is my time. This is my five minutes. This is my rant. You shush. Okay. Let me tell you when they, fir- and I, I have, I think opposite of a lot of people, but I'm in line with other people. We all watched the same movie. The first time they whip the bag off of his head, I was like, 
is this a scene from an old movie? It, like for like a second, I was like, this is from like, th- I don't remember this in an old Indiana Jones movie. Is this like an ex? I thought I was so convinced. Oh my gosh. This is like a deleted scene from like last crusade or something like that. That's what this is. And they just found a way to weasel it in here. Okay. No, because the second stuff really starts happening and he starts moving and grooving and talking. You're like, Oh no, this is, this is a, this is grand Moff Tarkin right here. This is, this is Lucas. Here's the thing. Lucas films. Look at me, look me in the eyes, look deep into my eyes. You're not as good at the face CG as you think you are. I understand you love the tech you built. It doesn't look good there. I feel like there's better ways to do it. And the tech you're doing, it ha- it is fundamentally flawed somehow. It has not looked good once. You tried to do it with Tarkin. You tried to do it with Leia. You tried to do it with Luke. Now you're doing it with Harrison Ford with the Indiana Jones. All right, you got to stop. You got to stop. Just because it's like it's like a video game, but a little bit worse. All right. Like just use of vi- just render the scene in a vi- render the scene in Unreal Engine 5. All right. Because it's going to look better than what you're showing me right now. But at the same time, there were some times where I'm just like, I feel like it was rushed. Like, that's what I kept thinking. Like, was if you gave them six more months, which is a long time in a movie's production schedule, that's a long time, right? But I feel like if you get, went to these guys and you said, here's six more months to really fine tune all the lighting and everything, they could have freaking nailed this. So that's what I think this is, is this is video game tech with a movie timeline. And you can't do that, right? Because it's like, look, this stuff takes 10 years to make. You're trying to do it in a year and a half. You got to figure out a way, like you got to start doing this five years before the movie comes out or something. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to make it work, Cody. Maybe you can make this work. But I just there were some scenes that looked so good that were like, this is a deleted scene from an old Indiana Jones. And there were some that I'm like, also, let's talk about how can they not figure out how people run? Why does it still look like they're running on the top of the Polar Express with Tony Robbins? Who is the guy? Tim Robinson. What's the who's the actor? Who's the guy that's in Polar Express? A Tom Hanks, Tim Honks, as I like to call him, right? All right, Tom Hanks. Why are they like, why do when they run, they always like got their arms up like this and like, like they're, it's like Pinocchio running. Like just, I look animators, watch a human run for five seconds and figure it out. It's driving everybody nuts. All right. Here's the thing. Let's talk about the racist child sidekick. Is it racist? I don't know. Is he delightful? Yes. It's the same thing that all the child sidekicks are. Are they a little bit racist? Absolutely. Do you love them? Would you die for them? Yes. Okay. Was this one the most douche of all of them? Yes. Would I die for him? No. Would I get injured? Yes. I would get injured for this boy. I would, I would sacrifice maybe a limb but maybe not my life because he's not a small little Asian boy who was the best, right? Uh, short round was best, right? Thumbs up, thumbs down. He was the best, right? Thumbs up. Yeah. Just here's what I wanted you to do. DH that guy, <laughs> that actor, make him as an adult man, an old man, play a small child. We have the technology, obviously, right? That wouldn't have taken you out the movie. 
I mean, that's really like, I feel like it's the CG, right? The CG. I see. Okay. There's something other than the de-aging though. I thought a lot of the effects, oh, fantastic. I thought all the other effects, so good. You know, they really, they reached it. Here's them, right? Here's them. They got a Duffy, Cody. That's what they call it. That's what these youths are calling it. They're calling it the Duffy. Okay. They reach into the Duffy and they're in there when they're making it. They're in their Duffy. All right. That's how you say they're doing it. They're doing their best work, right? They're in their Duffy. Okay. It's a duffel bag, I believe. I don't know. Maybe something different. I've always understood it as a duffel bag. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Uh, and let me dive into mine because uh, here we go. First off, I don't know why I was nervous for you to go because you spent four minutes of your rant going over my first two notes. So I don't <laughs> I don't know what I was worried about. Here's the thing. I disagree with you about the CG de-aging of Indiana Jones because I thought it looked good. <laughs> I thought it looked really good. I was really impressed with it. And it wasn't even like any scene stuck out to me where I was like, oh, that one's obviously like, like I thought it looked great. I, you know, they there have been some bad ones and there have been some limited ones. But this one I thought was the first time we're like, oh, it was an extended scene. It looked good. And it's like I forgot that it was old man Harrison Ford until bam, your middle and wide shots when you see his old man body and you're like, hold up. That's not the young lithe body of like Carpenter, uh, you know, 20s and 30s year old Carpenter Harrison Ford. That is in his 70s Harrison Ford acting, you know. So, I mean, aside from that, that's the only thing that took me out of it. I was like, well, you did not de-age the thighs. The thighs are still old man thighs. But, it's you know, it is. Look, it's just the way of the world. All right. But I wholeheartedly I have a note about <laughs> Okay, <laughs> my note is precisely this. I almost forgot young Indy was Harrison Ford until you saw the thick body. Also, why is there a CG guy running on the train? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it looks so awful. <laughs> when he jumps, I was like, what human jumps like that? <laughs> it was like you threw a rag doll over the... I don't even know what they were. I was like, if I were the director of this movie and I saw how bad that shot looked, I would have said, you know what? We don't need the shot. <laughs> Nothing about this shot that is necessary. If you show him on the train, we know he's on a train. I don't need a wide shot of him like <laughs> noodle arming across. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? You spent so much time making the face work and you did it. <laughs> and then you show just a CG dude <laughs> that looks so wrong. Uh, like Gumby jumping across the train. Oh, so good. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> what's the other thing you talked about oh i don't even remember now oh man indiana jones young face old bod what else was it your job was to make me like this movie and you spend your whole time complaining about cg i love it dude i love it so much uh okay i'll i can do it I thought the action scenes were good. Like you mentioned, the effects were good. I thought as a whole, more so than the fourth movie that most people did not like. I was like, this one, the lighting felt like an Indiana Jones movie. The plot felt like an Indiana Jones movie. The action set pieces were like well-conceived. They did a pretty good job on all of that. I really enjoyed the cinematography. So, I mean, from that aspect, I thought they did a really good job of capturing like Indiana Jones. So I'm conflicted. On one hand, I was like, this was a pretty good Indiana Jones movie. Then on the other hand, there's a lot going on. I I liked the Phoebe 
Waller Bridges relationship with. I think it's the right way to go because sometimes like in the fourth one, they're like Marion's back and she's doing the action too. I'm like, we got two old people doing the action set pieces. It's a little much. So it's also like the James Bond. It's like the Roger Moore James Bond thing where it's like, all right, he's 80 years old. Let's get him a 23 year old to have sex with, you know? So they, they avoided that and they were like, cool. He's going to have a goddaughter figure and they're going to interact. I enjoyed their banter, you know, and I thought it was a good way for her, you know, because part one of the themes that kind of go through is like Indiana Jones is like, well, I want you to do things for the right reason. But she's just like a little bandit and she, you know, sells stolen things, um, you know, and makes the money. And that's and she <laughs> woos the Grecian prince. Sis <laughs> or whatever i forget where they were at you said grace and you threw me off and you know she has a little young pickpocket artful dodger guy uh you know anyway and she's horny so she's around doing that stuff but he's like it's it belongs in a museum anyway by the end of the movie they kind of reconcile and she goes out of her way to save indiana jones bring him back reconcile with miriam it's like, oh, she did something for the right reason. That's nice. She's a good guy again, you know? Like Indiana Jones, who hates, who does he hate? The Nazis. Oh, he hates those Nazis so much. They're all over. Oh, they killed Shia LaBeouf in Vietnam. Can you believe that? They threw this man in the fridge so hard. <laughs> he just wrote him off. Oh, man. They were like, Miriam's back, but she's not. They're getting divorced. Shia LaBeouf, we're going, you know, he's dead. <laughs> he oh, died. I'm going to have to cut you off right grenade. there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they all right. Now tell me, tell me why did I'm wrong. Shia dirty. All right. They did him so dirty. <laughs> First just, off, let's talk about the thing you got the most wrong. And you're not the only one. And it's very shocking. And I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to shatter your universe, Cody. You got one core fact, like so completely wrong. Uh oh. That it blows my mind. Tell me about it. It's Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh-oh. There's no S. Everybody oh, wow. says Phoebe Waller-Bridges, but there is no S. It's just Phoebe I know why they bridge. do. Because there's another because Bridges person. There's Phoebe Bridger. Phoebe Bridges. Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, yes. Who's the singer? Ooh, here we go. But yeah. Here we go. Uh, I've listened to several Phoebe podcasts. Phoebe Bridgers is the singer, Bridgers. and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the writer. But I listened to several uh other like reviews of this movie and they all had like the same thing where like oh, all but one p- guy would be like oh yeah phoebe waller bridges and it's like no there's no yes okay let's talk about this all right first off can we talk more about how horny she is i like she's that they're like we're gonna horny. remove we're gonna remove the sex element because he's an old man now and he's got his goddaughter with him but she ooh, she's a lusty little lady you know what i'm saying she was she was after them boys and I was disappointed she didn't do more banging. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was out here being like, oh, tasty. But then she never went in for the kill. You know what I'm saying? Are you trying? Here's the thing. Let's be real for a second. Let's let's just take a step back. Let's analyze this boat that Antonio Banderas is helming, all right? Okay, let's talk about this. How many seconds did it take you to register as Antonio Banderas? Oh, one second? I mean, it was immediately like, it oh, yeah, that's It took me Antonio 90 Banderas. seconds. I was like, oh, it's that one guy from, who is I'm Spy that? Kids. <laughs> and like, after a minute and a half, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. It's Tony B. Oh, yeah, he's there. Um, 
and he's doing it. He's killing it. Uh, let's talk about this boat, though. You're trying to tell me this is a boat filled with some hot dudes. All right. These are hot dudes in skimpy clothes. They're hanging out together. Yeah. They're close together. Yep. They're out on the ocean together. They're real hot. They're all together. Yep. Hot dudes. Very little clothes on. I'm going to just, here's the thing, Cody. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't think she had much of a chance with any of these guys. I don't think there was much of a shot of her getting into any of these pants. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm just, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know, it was a different time back then. They but found she a was safe horny space. everywhere she went when they she were in horny. Italy buying pizza from the cart. She was like, that's a hot dude, you know? She was scoping but the hot dudes. they did tease dudes. that one guy, the young guy on the boat for sure. But the yeah, no, you're right. freaking dies. <laughs> they cut yeah. his tube when he's yeah. under like 70 feet of water, which yeah. I can't imagine a more horrifying way to go. Yeah. Um, Sucking in a bunch of water and then uh, you're dying while you're under there. Well, it's like, I don't even know if, I don't know what would kill you at that point. Would it be like a pressure change situation that would blow up your lungs? Would it be the drowning? Like what? I don't know. It's, you know, the whole thing. Uh, but here's the thing. Okay. I love it. Let's step back for one second here to the movie as a whole. I think this was at its core, just like you said, this is an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. This could have come out. You know, or with all the other Indiana Jones movies, and it would have fit. It's so good. You know, is it weird that Harrison Ford seems to have aged a thousand years? And Killian Murphy is the same age. Also, that he took a steel pipe to the face at roughly a hundred miles an hour and doesn't even have a scar. Mads Mikkelsen? I was ready for him to show up with some crazy scar in his face, and then he's like, Yeah, no, that's he's just here. What happened to his face? He should have a chunk out of his skull. He should have like a hole in his head. Yeah. And like be missing his nose or like he should have a prosthetic nose that falls off in the climactic final battle or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even like the way that they kind of talk to each other and everything, it's like they even set it up like, oh, is it him or is he have like a twin brother? Did he figure out time travel or something weird or something? You know, like, is he a clone? You know, what is going on here? But I feel like here's the thing that I wonder if any of those things were kind of toyed around with. And then someone said that we're getting into crystal skull territory and said, mm-hmm. pull that back, pull it back. You know, like we don't need that. He's just a Nazi. Here's the real lesson to be learned from these, uh, this movie, right? Is that it really doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on, Cody. Mm. We can all agree. At the end of the day, we should all agree, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you and I agree on this, hopefully. I haven't checked with you beforehand, so yeah. we'll see. Nazis are bad. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. You know, I, I think, just finished my Nazi book, so we're good to go. You know, I think maybe we... Uh, 
You know, we should just go back to that, uh, you know, being the the standard. I will say this. I do think Harrison Ford seemed to have enjoyed this role, you know, this a lot more than, say, the uh, like you felt. I felt like he wanted to do this a lot more than, like, mm. say, the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know, on well, Star Wars, he's like every time he's like, I'll come back. Just please kill me. <laughs> Did that kill like three me. movies in a row. Then finally they killed him, you know. Then they still made him come back the next movie. It's fine. That's the side, beside the point. But Cody, let's answer the real question, though. Yeah. Who turned on the lightsaber? Was it Han Solo? Was it Han? Was it Han? Was it Han? Was it Ben? Eh, prob- probably Han. Ben's a little, you know, little wimp. Little wimpy boy. I can't Didn't have wait. the strength to do it. He said it himself, you know. Here's the thing. The reviews of this movie seem to be so mixed. So what I'm very, really excited for is for everybody to be like, this is a trash movie. And then two years from now, those same exact people will be like, I mean, that's the best Indiana Jones movie that they ever made. And I've it's always like, loved it. And I hate it's those so, people. Yeah, it's tough because it's like I was thinking about this. If you watched all five of these movies in order, you know, like in a week where it's like, Hey, I watched them kind of back to back to back to back. What would you think about them? You know? Cause you have that, like that whole, there's the nostalgia for the original trilogy and everyone loves the original trilogy, especially one and three, but two is still fun, even though it's weird. And four, it seemed like nobody really liked. And I think, but like the main thing you hear about people complaining about in four was like aliens. That's crazy. But I was thinking about this. Number one, Indiana Jones number Indiana Jones number one, uh, Ark of the Covenant. People's faces melt off. Right, pretty pretty out there. Number two, a man pulls people's hearts out of their chests. The whole movie's out there, but that's like you know for me that's the one moment. And then in the third one, they talk to who is that Sir Lancelot? They talk to a knight who's like six hundred yeah. or a thousand years old or whatever. And like, that's the end of the movie is they're like, all right, the Holy Grail is real and you got to pick one up. So I guess the one different thing is like the first three, they kind of deal more in religion, right? Because the first one's the Ark of the Covenant. The second one's a crazy cult. The third one is the Holy Grail. And then the fourth one, they went to Alien. And then the fifth one, they were like, well, we'll do just like straight up history. So that's like the one difference between the two sequels is they don't really deal in religious stuff. They deal more in, you know other yeah. artifacts so like is it that crazy that they went back in time it isn't that crazy no but they do spend <laughs> it's a little weird to be like the plane crashed we're hanging out archimedes and i are here we're vibing my biggest problem with it is it's like okay if you're on a ship and you got harpoons and you're like yeah no we got the towers you got the ships we fight each other we're trying to take the beach you know what i'm saying take this the city the fortress now you see a flying machine for the first time you're telling me you're gonna be equipped to shoot down a flying machine with your harpoon you know what i'm saying it's like harpoons are made for whales like are you really gonna be able to aim in the sky and shoot something driving going as fast as a bomber plane and be like yeah no i got this we're gonna bring this sucker down you know what i'm saying are you gonna be able to shoot something flying with a catapult too because that's not what catapults are for you arc it and it lands you to know, be fair, crazy? there's a lot of so no, no, there's a lot of things. One, the harpoons that the Romans had at that particular siege were definitely not meant for whales. <laughs> Those are meant to go through saying. a wall and pull it down. Got it. So okay. I think here's the thing. Here's where they messed up. 
as the Nazis. Okay. Here's where the Nazis done messed up. All right. Instead of staying way up high because none of their stuff, it's not like they can point a harpoon straight up, you know, like their big ballista as they would call it uh, hmm. back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that stuff's going to go high up in the air because it's got to get up over walls, the catapults, right? Is there like, Oh, we should, we should fly down. And I mean, this is definitely, I mean, it's movie logic. It's especially, you know, it's adventure movie logic. That's really all it is at the end of the day. Let's fly down within Poonin range, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the reality of it. Right. Cause I mean, you yeah. take that, but also like by that same logic, firing a submachine gun from a moving plane at a tiny trireme. Well, it's not tiny, but I mean, like from your perspective, it's small in hitting anybody. It's like, dude, it's hard to hit a person that's like 20 feet away with a handgun. (laughs) Like you're going to be like, no, I'm going to mow down an entire ship's worth of people. You know, like it was kind of funny because it was like, what, what era were they in late sixties? Uh, when they did the, so in the most of the movie what's the time frame is it 60s or 70s i guess 69 i only know it's 69 because that's when the moon landing was all right so 69 they're living in 1969 the nazi guy is wearing uniforms and they're flying a bomber plane from the 30s or 40s 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 and then they travel back 2000 years so it's like it is like a weird thing where you're like a lot of we're in the 60s no way hold on but we're in a 30s 40s ship but also we're in the year 200 bc or whatever anyway yeah i don't know it was it was a whole it was a whole thing here's the thing the only thing where they lost me on the time travel thing was when they were like he made it to call for help one he's not done with it also like and they're like it only leads here like that doesn't make sense with the premise (laughs) this whole thing it, it, it can't only lead there but uh yeah I didn't. so that was the only part where they kind of lost me but uh i did think it was funny i liked i liked the whole thing i here's what i kind of wanted them to do was i kind of wanted it to be like oh he gets sent back in time nazi guy gets sent back in time but i understand this is but you can't it's harder because archimedes is a beloved historical figure that did a lot to help people. Hmm. But I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what's going to happen. He's something's going to happen. This guy's going to get sent back in time by himself. He is Archimedes and he's going to uh, spend the rest of his life trying to rebuild this dial to yeah. get back. Right. That's what I thought it was going to be, but that's not what they did. What they did was no, they he go just back dies. there so that they can leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought the battle looked cool. And I do think, here's what I've found, right? You know me. I love history, right? I've recently, here's a yeah. fun fact for you. You know me. Some, every so often I toy with the idea of going back to school and getting a degree. And I've recently yeah. realized, like, uh, professionally, I don't need a degree. So I could just go mm. back and get a history degree or something, which is Ooh. what I wanted to do originally. Yeah. And then I think that would be fun to work as an engineer. And then people be like, oh, what's your degree? And I'd be like, oh, yeah ancient roman history or something like that uh, um yeah but like rome did like attacks that would look like that where it is like like a d-day-esque beach mm-hmm. landing like contested beach landing they were very uncommon but those did happen 
and Rome was good at them. And so it was kind of cool to see that and like a very cool because I think you can look at it as like, oh, that's it's a similar. I thought of it as like, oh, it's similar to like time frame, you know, kind of like there's a, a similarity you could draw basically saying the Romans are Nazis, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really, at the end of the day, don't you just want to see a Nazi get shot by a ballista from a Roman trireme? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that, didn't that make it all worth it in the end? Yeah, I think you're Here's right. Here's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. These guys were marching in formation in just a random Italian airport in Nazi uniform. And they acted like they'd been doing it for a while. Like they're, they've been there and nobody's like, you know, like it's one thing to be like mm, neo-Nazis. It's like a whole nother deal, especially in like, a former Axis country to be walking around in full SS gear. Like that's like so, someone's calling someone over this. You know what I mean? Someone's getting a phone yeah, call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do they have, look, I know here we have the civil war reenactors. <laughs> Is there the same thing in Europe? Well, here's the <laughs> Are problem. There World War II reenactors <laughs> hanging out in Nazi uniforms. Here's the Maybe problem. They were just like, this. Oh no, there's the cosplayers again. <laughs> So in Germany, it's illegal to dress up like the Nazis and have all that memorabilia. So that I feel like throws a bit of a damper on that uh, that crowd. Yeah. Um, oh man, I, uh, so they just uh, they I just, just shipped it all to America. Book. I just finished a book about Nazi Germany in the 30s. Of course, you did. It's called "In the Garden of the Beast" by Eric Larson. It's very interesting, but it kind of chronicles the U.S. ambassador his time there the 30s and like i think a lot of people know that like hitler met with neville chamberlain was like don't worry we just want poland wink and then chamberlain was like i think he just wants poland and you know but what i found really interesting is that he had conversations like that with the u.s ambassador like a few times and so like that's my favorite thing i learned about him was like he would go into meetings and then act really sincere and be like Oh, I know it's a disaster the way they're treating these protesters. We're going to get it figured out, though. We're going to get it figured out. And then he leaves the meeting. He's like, I'm not doing any of that stuff. (laughs) You know, and so I thought it was interesting just like, you know, because I think everyone blames Chamberlain for it. But like he did it with a bunch of other politicians, too, where he was like, oh, no, I totally get you, my guy. And we're going to we're going to figure it out. (laughs) I'll get to the bottom of this. Don't you worry. I mean, you know, just the best stall tactic ever of like you go in a meeting with someone, you're like, oh, yeah, yep, great idea, great idea. We're all on board. <laughs> yeah, we'll circle <laughs> I'll see back you in three around. years when my yeah. army's all together and, and then I'll attack, you know. Circle back around on this one, you know, we'll get back to, you know, well, I, well I'll have, I'll have, uh, I'll have Steven look into this one, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I mean, I randomly went down a rabbit hole looking at whole facts about that whole era, which, you know, It's, you know, it's, you know, it's crazy, right? Here's the thing, Cody, you know, I feel like we're close enough to it. We're, we're 30 years in the future. Let me just throw us 30 years in the back in the past and just drop this nugget on you. You know, it, France was the bad guys in world war one. Now we're coming back to world war (laughs) two. France, not in world war two at all. Funny enough. Look it up. Look at the belligerents, France nowhere. Why? Because they lost immediately. And then they stayed lost Mm -hmm. until they didn't lose anymore. But I will mm-hmm. like this thing. There's the story, you know, France, right? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how an, like an entire French army went up against like 
too like British or like sweet some like British or some Norwegian co- or uh, northern country, country or something. Yeah, some countries yeah. like it's like two platoons, you know, like a few dozen guys, and like against thousands, and they're just like. You got us. You captured every single one of us. We surrender. And it's like, what did you expect to happen here, Germany? <laughs> you, you were like, you guys work for us now. And it's like, what do you think? This is a video game, Hitler? It's not how this works. Mm-hmm. All right. Cody, I don't know if you understand this, but if you take over a country, that army doesn't work for you all of a sudden. Right? <laughs> That's not how it works. They hate you. All right. Yeah. Look, you know, who hates Nazis? Uh, the most Indiana Jones, right? Oh, yeah. Punches them. Let's talk about the CG a little bit more. You liked every single no. one of this de-aging CG? I think so. I think they all worked for me. Like, there might have been one or two that weren't quite as flawless, but, like, it was good enough that I was like, well, this is the best I've seen anyone do. And it was for an extended period of time, too. I will agree with that. It is the best. I just think it's not quite there. Now, I will say the reaction you had to me tearing into it over this is the same reaction I had to everyone else tearing into it. But I because I think it's great, but it's still it's like if you had I firmly believe if they had another few months to just polish the lighting on his face yeah. in every shot that it there would have been zero times where it would have looked bad. Because it was just certain mm-hmm. times where it's just, you know, that's always the problem is like the light reflecting off your skin doesn't look natural in their things yeah. as they got really fine tune it. I mean, overall, like I think the effects overall looked amazing in this movie. It's mm-hmm. like some of the best. It it made me remember like, oh yeah, ILM and like LucasArts are the like industry standard for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones that are out here doing the work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, Disney's been not killing it lately. <laughs> so I th- it's like, have they all just been working on this, I'm guessing, and not doing like a lot of the other CG? That's a good question. You know, use some of that CG oh. to take the shivering out of uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> make more characters uh, thought- black and make less characters shiver from the cold water. That's what I want. <laughs> And just picture Javier Bardem poking his head out of the water now. <laughs> they did him so dirty. They did him dirty, right? Oh, Javier. Um, something. Another note I've got here is I, I thought it was really interesting to hear a, like a modern John Williams score. Oh, yeah. So some of these movies, it's like, oh, yeah, it's based on the John Williams score, but we just had uh, Ludwig von Gorenson do it or whoever. And this one, it was scored by John Williams. But like he didn't, you know, typically his old his classic movies are so theme heavy and it's kind of part of the fun of those old movies. And they like hardly use the Indiana Jones theme in this one. And it was like a much more subtle. And so I don't know if that was just how John Williams does movies now, or if it was just him, you know, it's like, this is more of the style. So I don't want to make it stick out as much, but I did think it was kind of interesting to hear. Did you like it or did you just think it was interesting? I, I liked the score, but when I found out John Williams, I was like, I did miss, you know, I feel like they didn't really use the theme that much. And I, I kind of wanted to hear it a little more. Yeah. Aside from that, I thought it was a good score. Like, and it still was a little bit distinct from what I'm used to hearing um, for some, from a lot of modern composers. So I still enjoyed it, but it wasn't, felt like he was missing his signature move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like top to bottom though, this movie is like the whole premise of the movie does really feel like taking 
very much taking Indiana Jones and dropping him in a new era. So you have those mm. things where it is like the score is, I felt like it had the same feeling to it, but like I said, it is more modern. And then you have like the shots where he like pulls out his whip and like whips at everybody at the auction. And then they all just pull out their guns and point at him, which is so, it, which is funny because it's like, oh yeah, the whip thing would have worked in the old movies. And it's well, just not it's working It's funny because remember when the guy in the one, it's probably Raiders, but where he pulls out the scimitar, does all the twirling and Indiana Jones just shoots him. You know, it's like that same thing, but happening to Indiana Jones, where he's like, I've got my whip. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, no, we're not worried about that. Can I ask you a question? Um, Very serious question here. It just popped into my head. Um, What deal with the devil did John Reese Davies make to not age? Because the man just stopped aging. I know. Like what 30 it is. years ago, right? You you recall uh, in like the making of Lord of the Rings, they talk about how you'd like take out the cast to a restaurant and be like, all right, we'll have three roast ducks and we want two of the pork thing and we want this and that, you know, and he just, the man just parties, you know, mm-hmm. he's just like that guy. I think it's that. <laughs> I think he's out here preserving his body with like fine he's, liquors he's and uh, good eating. And yeah, he's been pickled. That's it's what like, I think it is. So I've got a, I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of him. I thought it was him. funny too, because like he's in the trailer and you're like, oh, they're going to do a classic adventure. And then in the movie, he's like, all right, Indiana Jones, let's do it. I'm going with it. He's like, nah, you're not going with me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we brought back John Reese Davies just to leave him at home. Well, I kind of liked that moment, right? Because it is like, you know, he's like, I brought my passport. I could go with you. And he's like, no, it's yeah. not that kind of adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think because I do feel like this movie really feels like this is more than um, they kind. I think they wanted it to be the Crystal Skull, but this really cements. I feel like this, like all right, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones is like the brand is never gonna die, but like Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, this is probably the last time he's the main. He's the this is the last time he's the main character. You know, right. And I feel like that was one of the like things that signaled to me that like now what is that's not what we're doing here. You know, like this is I'm, you know, we can't be doing this anymore. You got, you know, because he even says it's not like he's like, no, I'm not going on adventure. He's like, no, you got people here like you're an old you got grandkids to you know, family to take care of. You belong with them, you know, which mm-hmm. is the same kind of message that I think they leave it with at the end of the movie. Right. Where he's like, all right, you you know, you got a family and stuff. And well, you know, he's got wife. His son's dead, Cody. I don't know if you picked up on that subtle yeah. hint. Yeah, I thought it was a nice way to end the movie that it's like, hey, it's not just some big giant set piece thing. Even though they did that, they did that, but it was like, hey, look, let's put Indiana Jones and Marion together. Although, like, here's my thing. I don't even remember who is the late leading lady in Last Crusader. Is it Marion again? Or is it someone new? Because the first movie is Marion, and then the second movie is Random Blonde Lady, and they go at it hard. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a child watching Indiana Jones 2, and I was like, man, this is very sexual. And then who's in the third movie? Because then in Crystal Skull, it's a big deal that they bring her back in four, and then they make it a big deal to be like, hey, we did a wedding scene. Isn't that nice? Didn't you like that? So anyway, I'm fine that they brought her back, but I thought it was a nice way to end the series with like that moment versus like you know like you said it's a different kind of adventure so at the end it's more about indiana jones being settled back at home and like 
being able to put that part of his life to bed, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I liked that it became more about his relationship with his goddaughter as well. So he did get to fight the Nazis and do the adventure, but you know, it, it became about something else instead. So I think that part of the writing was pretty good. You know, it gave him more, more things to work with. Although it is just weird when you kind of talk about someone all movie, but at least she made an appearance too. So they did like yeah. the, uh, where does it not hurt thing? And that's like a callback, right? So that's cute. It's cute, I guess. I mean, it's not that, look, I pay money to watch old people smooch. That's why I'm going to the theater, right? I want to watch retirees give each other kisses. So they nailed it. Sean Connery. Everyone so Sean looks Connery like such a goober. <laughs> Pictures. Um, so I'm that looking at the, for him. the Last Crusade stuff. It, it's, it's a different woman. It's a, it's a blonde lady, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. It's, like, it's always like a flip, you know, it's like a, you know, it's a different lady each movie, but in the fourth one, they're like, no, 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 no. It was always Marion, and then I at least think it was handled a little better in this one, at least. Yeah. Uh, Elsa. Yeah. Oh, right. No, because she's the, no, but she's bad, right? Because she, she, she double is a Nancy. It, she? Yeah. So she is bad. She's a So there's like a, is there a real love interest? I think she goes, the fake I think she betrays one, right? them. Yeah. But then she yeah. doesn't at the end because she's with him when he drinks from the cup. He slurps right, out okay. of that kip. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only thing is like, it wasn't really, but they kind of paint themselves in a corner, right? In the fourth one when they're like, look, it was Marion all along. So you had to address it a little bit, but then you have to, you know, you got to spend time calling back stuff. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I do yeah. feel like I mean, it, Kind of makes sense, right? Because the whole thing I think that they did to justify them having this special relationship or him go, staying with her is that, oh, well, they had a, a son that he didn't know about. And then the son dies, mm. which obviously is like, well, the whole reason, you know, we got married and made a family was because of this kid. And then he went off to Nam and died off screen when everybody was like, he's the next Indiana Jones. He's going to do it. And then they're like, nope, yeah. dead. Yeah. I mean, okay. I have two other things for me. The henchmen. I could not catch the vibe of these guys. So the one Nazi. guy is Southern, but also he speaks either Russian and or German. I was still trying to catch their vibe. And the big dude gave me Soviet vibes, which is maybe why I thought he was speaking Russian. So it was like a weird novelty act of like the Southern dude who's also a Nazi, but who also speaks Russian. And then like the super big muscle dude, who I at least appreciated that the kid, the kid got to murder him. That was fun. Um, I don't, I couldn't catch their vibe. I was like, are these super sinister dudes? I mean, they are right. Cause they keep shooting people. And then there's the CIA agent, which is almost felt like didn't need to be there. I don't know. What was up with the henchmen? Are they distracting I... you at all? Or was it fine? I felt like the henchmen were the like I also felt like their vibe was a little like weird, but also like they struck me as such, you know, like old school Indiana Jones, like adventure movie sidekicks to the bad guy, you know, like the huge mm. dude, which I will have, you know, uh, his nickname is the Dutch giant. Uh, he is seven foot two. Yikes. That is his height. He is a big boy. There was no, uh, you know, uh, what's the word that they did with the hobbits to make him look tiny? 
what's it called? For uh, perspective, something about perspective. Force what's perspective. Force perspective. There's none of that going on. He's just a big boy. He's a bodybuilder and a fitness model. Uh, oh, he's Dutch. Wow. He could be the next. <laughs> what's his face? Who's also Dutch. Help me, Cody. My brain's going. It's going downtown. All right. It's going down the drain. He plays Dutch, Aragorn. Uh, is he not Dutch? Vigo? Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. I forget where Vigo's from. Danish. That's what he time. is. He's Danish. That's right. Danish. Close enough, right? No one's going to call me on that one. Yeah, whatever. Well, you know? he's born in New York, so. Yeah, he's like mom's Danish or something. I think right. her dad. One of them's Danish. I thought he had an accent because like one is American father's Danish. Their father Danish. It's like Timothy Chalamet. What did we decide to start calling him actually to take away the whole thing? Timmy C or Timmy C. There you go. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Take away the mystique. Mystique. The whole thing. Oh, can you imagine a Viggo Mortensen Indiana Jones movie? I mean, it would be good, right? Oof. All right. Um, okay. Here's the thing. The other thing is, they tried to do all the signatures of the Indian Jones series, so I appreciate it, but did they earn that creepy crawlies scene? There was the one with all the bugs, and there was also the electric eels, and they were like, eels are big snakes, remember? Eels, snakes, snakes, eels. You know, it's like, here's the thing. If I recall correctly, Rare's Lost Ark, it's like real snakes. They just like jump a bunch of small snakes in there, right? And that's you know so they earned it and in this one when you do the cg creepy crawlies unless it's like the scene in the peter jackson king kong movie where you're like no we're going hardcore horror mode it's like you know did you really earn it you know i need some real animals or i need some straight up like horror creatures you know what i'm saying like did it seem like it didn't even need to be there am i crazy i do feel like it was it seemed like it was there in place of a snake scene, but it was like, we already had the eels. So it was kind of weird, but it's like, it felt like, um, you know, in storytelling when it's like, all right, something like an event needs to happen to like shove them along, you know, but then you have like Mm -hmm. the gas that shoves them along. So it's like, it did feel like it was one of those things where it's like, this probably could have just been cut, you know, and maybe have like one bug, (laughs) You know, and I would have been because I feel like it would have been it would have achieved the same kind of thing if you'd had like one bug crawl over Indiana Jones, had him kind of freak out and have her like flick it off of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'd be like, she's a powerful, independent woman that don't need no man to squash her spiders. You know what I mean? Could have had that moment. Yeah. But it yeah. did, did you not like Phoebe Waller Bridge? No, I like I, I like a little her. grimace when I ranted about it. Well, I gave the grimace because you call her Phoebe Waller Bridges. And I was like, uh, I've got, got, got you. Got no, I thought she was good. I I didn't like her at first and she won me over. You know, I mean, but I mean, I don't I didn't like not like her thing. I just like I found her character as like, you know, being the stealing the stuff and selling it unlikable at first. But I mean, that's what you're supposed to think. Right. Right. Yeah. So I thought she did a great job. I think if they keep making these movies where he's like moves into the role or maybe Harrison Ford moves into the role that uh, old man did old man had, you know, where he's just like the old man kind of tagging mm-hmm. along. Be- Cause like, oh gosh, Cody, I, I already said his name earlier. 
He was James Bond. I this is like the eighteenth time I've forgotten his name talking to somebody about these movies. Sean? Sean? Sean Mendes? He said he said James Bond. He was James Bond. Sean Connery? Is that who yeah. you're talking about? Yes. All right. Sean Connery. So because I could see them making more movies where Harrison Ford fills that role of like the old guy that kind of bumbles along behind them. And they're always like having to pull into the tank to be like, stop almost dying, old man. You know, yeah. like I think she's great to as far as a, a person, an actor to pin this on as a possible like person going forward. I think she's a good one to go with. Mm-hmm. Can't do it to Antonio Panderas, can you? He dies. Yeah, they murdered a lot of people. I also liked that scene too, where there's like she has the like Indiana Joe like old adventure movie, like ha, we did it, we solved the riddle, we're doing it, we're escaping, we won. And Indiana Joe's sitting there like, my friend was just murdered. Yeah, and it's like, but you would have been the guy that's like, yeah, we did it, you know. Right. Before. Yeah. So I do like I like some of those scenes where it's like, oh, yeah, no, he is becoming that old guy that's like feeling the impact of all this adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I do think it's really funny that I thought when they showed him shirtless, I was like, why do they have to do him dirty like that? And then I hear reviews from older people in their like 30s and 40s, late 30s, not like yourself, Cody. But like people who are starting to really feel old, who are really Mm -hmm. more like mid to late 40s. And they're like, man, I would murder to look like him today. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess he does like he does. I guess I I had that thought. I was like, I mean, for as old as he is, it's a, you know, it's a decent bod, but it's also not supposed to be showing off. It's like he's supposed to look old. This is a grumpy old man. Like, you know, boxers that did him dirty, right? Wiggling around got the the way back shoulders of an old man <laughs> down people to turn down their uh uh magical magical mystery tour what beatles song was it you're yeah you're asking the wrong guy for the mystery tour yeah it's mystery tour um yeah here's the thing i think they picked a pretty good director because hey it is not the first time travel romance that james mangold has directed if you've ever seen kate and leopold which, yes, we're talking Meg Ryan. <laughs> we're talking uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> star-crossed time travel lover. So, I mean, you know, it's not the... He's directed one of those. He did Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, Night and Day. So he's done action. He did The Wolverine. He did Logan. He did Ford versus Ferrari. And now he's on Indiana Jones. And De- you know, I think they picked a good director for the movie. I think we talked about how, like, the effects looked good. I think the writing was, like, 80% there. I don't know. I think they could have dialed back the final stuff just a bit. I don't think it's like Crystal Skull where it's like this is not salvageable. For me, it was just like, I don't know. Can Whatever. I hit you with I liked, a- I liked the movie. Um, I don't know. I still don't think it's as good as the original trilogy. Maybe you could put it up against Temple of Doom. Um, maybe. But I liked Temple of Doom. I haven't seen it forever, but I really enjoyed it as a younger. I was one of the weird people that like thought Temple Doom wasn't bad i thought i liked it so i don't know i'm curious to see what, how you would rank all five uh but what was the other thing you were gonna say um oh so the uh, the crystal skull i mean we kind of touched yeah. on it earlier the i the people who are like it's just not 
Indiana Jones drives me nuts because I heard so many people when that movie came out, they were like, yeah, but it's like aliens and like space. And I'm like, but everything is magical in all of the other ones. Like they act like they're like, the whole thing is that it's not magic. It's just history. And it's like, but there's magic in every single one of the movies. Right. Yeah. He literally drinks from the Holy Grail in the last movie before right. this one. That's, and then you're like, aliens, yeah. this is too much. It's like, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, yeah. I, so, I, mean, I don't that, know. It drives me nuts. Um, like, I think it's, I think it's weird. Here's my my biggest gripe with that movie is they tried to modernize it a little too much and they tried to rely too much on bad CG. Right. Which is a thing that, I mean, Lucasfilm is kind I feel like they're kind of known for being a little too confident in their CG at this point. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the, a big thing with the, even the, the prequel trilogy, you know, Mm -hmm. like where, you know, like George Lucas was just so excited to do all the stuff that he didn't stop to think like, is this going to look, does this look good? I mean, and you know, in his defense, right. He bootstrapped his way through three star Wars movies that all looked great. You know, looked really good, especially like, I don't know. So, I mean, and I mean, all these people out here saying, I get why he would have that confidence to do it. Um, All the star Wars movies, Cody, they're all equally good. The original trilogy is good it's it's a masterpiece for the time they're all goofy movies that aren't very good well, at that's their what core. i'm saying you know about I mean? this one is like it's goofy is it better or worse than the original trilogy of indiana jones it's hard to say because that one people experience in such a different way versus yeah. this one so i the- i do think the movie was made with a lot of quality it was written fairly well. We talked about there were a lot of great effects. I think the action pieces were good. I think like the spirit of the movie was there. The characters were pretty, you know, especially like Indiana Jones and his goddaughter. I thought good choices for characters plus little sidekick boy. We discussed that. So, I mean, I, I think it, this movie has a lot going for it. I think it was pretty well made. It's a hard movie to make. Like the last Indiana Jones movie was 15 years ago. <laughs> it was 15 years ago and it wasn't that well received. And the yeah. one before that was, you know, it was like, what, 87, 89? You know, we're talking about a series that was made in the 80s that they made one in 08, and now they're making a final one with Harrison Ford in 2023. So it's it's a tall order. For how tall an order was, it was pretty good. Was it necessary? Yeah, I don't know. It was decently well made. So I'm just conflicted because for me, it wasn't the same magic I had watching them as a kid, which, of course, how could it be, right? Because it's different. I don't know. So I don't know how I'm trying to think of my grade for this movie. And I think I'm still stuck in the same place I was, you know, I, I don't think, know you, you did your job to convince me to bump my grade up at all, you know? So here's what I'll, I'll say. If I had the choice, like if I had all of them on the rack on my DVD rack, right. And I'm going to pick which one I'm going to watch. I'm definitely mm-hmm. picking this one because as much as you like, are like, oh, as much as anybody will be like, but the old ones are so, it's like every old movie is old at its core. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they can be good, but they are old. This is the, I feel like this has that spirit of the old movie, but new effects, new storytelling. Mm. Like I think yeah. this is, in my opinion, a, like there's, this is kind of tighter and doesn't, you know, have as much like racism and sexism as the old movies. So they would win out. But I think this one is tied in my opinion. 
So in my ranking, I like the first one. I think the first one is just kind of like, you know, the first one of any storied franchise is, you know, you can be the lightning in a bottle you're trying to capture, recapture. But I think it's tied for kind of second place in the series with Last Crusade in my mind. I also didn't dislike Temple of Doom, but I like the other two better. I think Temple of Doom is just kind of like it's 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 too wet. But I still thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. When I was a kid, I would say that Temple of Doom was my favorite. And I just don't know if I rewatched it, if I would feel the same way. And like, I know I remember Raiders being especially slow for the three. Like it's a much slower paced movie um, and a little more grounded until the faces melts off. It's a little more grounded. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, I would still kind of put this below the original trilogy but i wouldn't say it's a bad movie by any means whereas like crystal skull i don't know that i want to go back and watch that and partly because of what you talked with the effects and like i don't know trying to squeeze shia in there and also what you know doing all the scenes with marion and you know so i i don't know i would i would still maybe put this one forward out of the five but like it's not a disrespected fourth i still thought it was like a solid movie yeah i mean i think this feels like a worthy sequel, right? To that original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to grade this one? I think this one, I think the biggest detriment I have for it, honestly is, you know, that I feel like they just rushed the, the, you know, the de-aging guys a little bit too much. You know, I feel like those guys are really honing their craft and they, if they just gave them enough time, they just don't. That's taking it down to, I'll do, a, I'll give it a, I'll do B plus. I think the story overall is enough that like it can't, it'll bring the, the, the weirdness of some of the CG will bring it down, but not enough to like really tank it below like the B plus mark. I think I'm going to stick it. I'm just, I'm trying I looked at my movie list too. And it's just like the other things I've seen this year. I just don't know that it quite. I will say this. I don't know. This was the first movie in a long time that I left the theater smiling. I was like, that was so much fun. I loved watching this movie. You know? <sighs> this is so hard. I'm going to... I'll go... I'll go B. I'll give it a B. I was going to go B-, minus, but we'll go B. And uh, we'll call that a win for you, because I was going to go B-. minus. There was a lot to like. There was some good banter. And I mean, for how good the movie looked, that is, you know, that's a big win. Because it wasn't like Little Mermaid, like you said, where there was just some things that were so bafflingly bad. Like the stuff that was bad was because like, well, if you had more time, you could have made it look perfect. Where Little Mermaid, as much as a lot of the movie looked pretty good, there was also stuff that were like, you did some people real dirty here, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would be very interested if they did some kind of like, director's cut version of this or something where they're like it let the guys go in just be like yeah have another month touching up the lighting on mm. these scenes because they can go up and yeah. touch those things up at, way after the fact and put that out i think but i mean there's not a i mean that might be like a waste of time for him but i yeah. i think like for my dad i remember talking to my dad who loves indiana jones he's the one that you know mm-hmm. made me watch him you know, he loves Star Wars. He loves Indiana Jones. Grow, you know, not growing up. He was an adult when they came out. But uh, 
like I think for him, this is going to be like a, a plus. Right. But I've never been a, the like, I liked Indiana Jones a lot. I guess I was a pretty big fan of it, but like I watched like young Indiana Jones and stuff when I was a mm, kid. Yeah. So it's like, I liked it, but there was, I, I've always been a bigger fan of stuff like star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But this is just, it's a campy adventure movie set in a more modern setting. Um, and I thought it was uh, good. I thought it was, you know, classic him being like, no, you got to protect history museum. And then in this same breath, destroying so many artifacts. <laughs> Knocked <laughs> over the whole. Yeah. Like oh, knock man. stuff over lights. Like this, like precious tablet that's been like lost to time so, on fire, you know? Yeah, man. That was a good one. I, can you, I, I, that CIA lady was such a funny character. Cause she's like, Hey, you can't shoot people. And then they shoot a bunch of people and she's like, they shot people. And then they shoot her. You're like, well, yeah, <laughs> I she felt that, I mean, the CIA thing it, felt here's real my pointless. Thing. And not that it wasn't nice to have Sala in there and it wasn't nice to have the CIA lady in there, but like you get rid of those two characters, you save yourself 10 minutes of this movie. You know, like there's just a few things where I think they were trying to do, you know, you could have tidied this script up a little bit and saved yourself a little bit of time and got in and out faster, you know, which I think there's value in that. But not that it isn't nice to see John Reese Davis. It was nice. But when your job is to be like, I'll give you a ride to the airport. <laughs> and that's like your scene. You're like, man, you know, I get it. It's a franchise. Cool. We love him. But also it's weird to have John Reese Davies playing an Egyptian man. You know, like you talk about the old movies being like a little bit sexy. You know, it's like. What are we? What's John Reese Davis playing an Egyptian man for? I don't know. Where here's a question, and not that anyone could ever answer it. John Reese Davies, what is he? Is he British? Well, he's Welsh. He one of those Americans. Welsh? What? How dare you? Ah, there you go. Um, so I mean, he's ethnic. He can play whatever he wants. I was trying to look and see, like, is he's that his, ethnic kind of British? Or his, uh, you know, like, he was his, born in Salisbury, UK. What does that even mean? I don't know. Look, Wales, no knows. you're out here Oof. trying to pretend like you're a spouse country. from 1966 to 2010 and then a partner from 2004 to current day. So, yeah, yeah. what you dirty dog? I'm and I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, he does have a great voice, doesn't he? He does, he you know, he does. He's just such a you know, he's just he's one of those guys, you know what I mean? Man, um. He was raised in Tanzania. Oh, there you go. I, I'm conflicted, Tyler, because I was like, oh, should I watch Indiana Jones movies leading up to this one? And I didn't even do it. And then there's a new Mission Impossible coming out, and I've only seen like two Mission Impossible movies. And now I'm like, am I going to watch all oh. the Mission Impossibles before the new one? And it's like, there's no way I'm going to do it. But also, like, I haven't seen two through four. I've seen like one and five or one and four, whatever it is. I've seen the one before this one and I've seen the first one. I mean, here's the thing. I think we should watch them because they are all fantastic for different reasons, in my opinion. And I haven't seen the last, the most recent, like three, but I remember watching the one and be like, all right, Tyler, we should do this for the podcast. And then you never saw it. Look, we're not and talking about lost that. Right Cause now. I was like, all right, there's someone in here that I'm guessing she was in the previous movie. Cause there's a whole thing about it, you know. I was Look, very lost. I I probably wouldn't have been able to help you. Here's the real thing, okay? Right. Shout out to the marketing team for this movie because I've been seeing little snippets of like behind the scenes stunt stuff for what feels like three years at this point. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm like, so now yeah. whenever I see the trailers, I'm like, I know I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of like all the behind the scenes of all the stunts from the trailer. And I'm like, is this the same team that did like the smile marketing? Like these people are uh, freaking geniuses. Right. Yeah. Like, did you know oh, when he rides that bike off of the cliff, the only difference between the behind the scenes and the real life is there's a thin plywood ramp that he goes off. of. Other than that, it's exactly the same. There is wow. no CG to that. He literally just rides a dirt bike off of a humongous cliff. Not even the like the height is the height of the cliff that he actually rides off of. Because there's like yeah. a clip of him doing it and the director sitting there like with his like whole like <laughs> biting down on like all four of his knuckles. Oh, and then gosh. like the parachute pops and he's like, oh, gosh, oh, my gosh, thank Oh, he's like, uh, it's like so terrified that Tom Cruise is going to freaking die. I saw that die. Tom Cruise was really upset that like, because he's releasing this like this weekend or next, you know, it's the weekend before Oppenheimer. He's like Oppenheimer. He's like mad when he found out Oppenheimer is going to take a bunch of IMAX screens from Mission oh, yeah. Impossible Fallout. I'm like, dude, what did you think? It's a Chris Nolan movie coming out. It's had this date for a while. I don't know why he was surprised. Like you should have put it up a week or back. You know, you should have swapped it. I don't know what you were thinking, dude. Yeah. I, July is a hotter month to do, right? And there was way too much stuff in May and June. So I get, you know, but I'm like, I don't know. They should have done it July 4th weekend. Instead, nothing else was coming out except for like Indiana Jones, which didn't like pop off huge anyway. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? It's a Chris Nolan movie. He's the IMAX guy. No one's that more IMAX than like Chris he Nolan. went out of his way to like go out and like tell, like ask theaters to be like, hey, please, yeah, but, please. But it's also but like, that one's an R-rated one. So like, it's not gonna have as much staying power as Mission Impossible, so I don't know. It'll be. Fine. I will say that. Did have? Did you see like box office versus budget for Indiana Jones? By the way, Mm-mm, no. So the you know hazard a guess at the budget. I think a lot of it goes to like the CG. One eighty. One eighty more. Way more. Two twenty. More. Two fifty. Yeah. So it's two forty seven. Inflation's Nine. getting wild out here. And so it's made about so money. So, so, oh, sorry. No, no. That's the box office. The budget is 250 oh. to 300. Oh, wow. So it's like just going to clear. That's oh, not good. Yeah, no. That means. It's... <laughs> and everybody's going to blame it on Disney. It'll Plus. trickle in, but it's not going to. Wow. Dang. All right. Disney. Ooh, it's crazy. Well, Tyler, we did it. We, we did watched it. an Indiana we Jones movie. It. Got more movies to watch coming your way. Oh, well, that's all I got. B plus for you, B for me. We did it together as a team. Could have been worse, you know? Wasn't as I mean, wet as Temple of Doom, but, you know, we'll forgive it for that. If you disagree with that, that's like the perfect <laughs> way to sum up that movie. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. too wet. It's wet. It's real wet. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We are opinion havers. Find us where you find us. Share us where you share us. Yell at us on the social media. I'm sure we'll get on threads here in a minute. And uh, until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Made a threads account. And I was disgusted to find that you hadn't. Oh. Oh. You know what made me finally do it? What? Elon's uh, tweet, Zuck is a cuck. That's what I was surprised. Like, <laughs> nah, <I'm> what? <laughs> that's a real tweet? Yep. I double checked. Yep. Oh, that's a real one. Oh, man. Oh. Fights back on, baby. That's why he did it. That's why Zuck did it. He was like, no, I'm I'm getting this fight.
Who are you putting money on, Cody? Tell me right now. Tell me right now. For I got to go Zuck. I got to go with the young buck, Zuck. Oh, yeah. Zuck is going buck. to murder Elon <laughs> Musk. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, how about this? <laughs> okay, I have a new, a new fight. It's Elon Musk and his kids that will talk to him versus... Mark Zuckerberg and Elon's kids that won't talk to Elon. All right. So it's Zuck and the estranged Musks versus Elon Musk and the kids that uh, do talk to him. So what do you it, think? That's just Zuckerberg and all of Elon Musk's kids beating <laughs> Elon Musk to death. That doesn't seem fair at all. Yeah, but it's karma though. Okay. Okay. But Elon Musk on his team, he gets the original founders of Facebook that betrayed Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. How about that? Okay. Mark Zuckerberg and a bunch of kids versus Elon Musk and the two characters from social network. What do you think? <laughs> the Winklevoss What do you think? Twins? Come on. The Winklevosses and you get Andrew Garfield's character too. Oh, Spider-Man, you know. How about that? How about that? Mm. I don't have a lot of faith in him. Do we <laughs> also it's get the Winklevoss twins, but it's just Army Hammer. <laughs> you just get one, just one, <laughs> but with an outfit change. Yeah, you can, you can change outfits during the fight. They dress him up like Two Face. Uh, it's two suits uh, down the middle. He has to turn sideways. He has to fight turn sideways. <laughs> it's the same face. All right, I guess get out of here, Tyler. It's time to go. It's bedtime.